over, Wall Street. It's time for the breweries to get bailed out. The Brewers Association releases numbers related to COVID-19. 99% of breweries are affected. Who the fuck's the 1%? Missing your normal happy hour? We're going to tell you how to set up a virtual one. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer, because we're still here because in the end of the world, there will only be two things left, cockroaches and beer geeks bitching about how these new post-apocalyptic IPAs are just a fad that are going away and they can't wait to go back to the nice, bitter ones. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. Welcome again to my quarantine shelter. You brought a friend today. I did. <laughs> so brought a good friend, Michael Teeter, who actually brought us some gifts from California. Hello. So what did you bring us? A whole bunch of tasty beers. I got a bunch of Russian River beers and a Hen House beer. Awesome. All right. Well, what are we we starting with? First, let's do Road to Hill 56. It's a pale ale. The story of Simcoe. Ooh. All right. Uh, From Russian River? Russian River. It's a a story of Simcoe. I like it. Uh, Just to get started off as well, uh, I do want to kind of ask, because you were down at... Russian River for Pliny the Younger Days. I was, yeah. Uh, do you want to tell the listeners kind of how that trip was? How getting what, the it, younger... What, what's that like? Give, yeah. Give, <laughs> what was the pilgrimage so, like? <laughs> it was, uh, we left Boise about 7 in the morning. Um, it was, what, 30 degrees, 28, 30 degrees. Yeah. This was early February. So, uh, get to... Um, Santa Rosa at about four, four-ish, make pretty good time. Okay. It's like 70 degrees there. It's amazing. Um, so we unpack, we're like, man, I don't know, we got like a super quick trip. Like, we're driving down, we're going to spend the next day, planned on spending the next day, standing in line, and then drive home the next day. So we get there, we're like, well, let's cruise down, we want to pick up some bottles, we'll do that. Um, it was... About a two-hour-ish wait for Younger when we got there. Okay. We're like, well, let's just wait it out. Let's, see, like, you know, what what are we going to do? Like, it's 70 degrees. Two what hours, else you got to do? It's, yeah. you know. You were on a nice tropical vacation. Exactly. So uh, we just waited it. Um, I asked the people online, like, the front people, like, oh, how's, how's it been? They're like, oh, it's been great. So we're like, oh, let's just hang out. So we get uh, to the front. We get in get our three glasses, um, our two bottles to go, and then pick some other stuff up. And, yeah, it was amazing. Nice. Super tasty. Um, I don't know that I'd wait 10 hours for it or whatever, but, you know, 70 degrees, hour and a half or whatever. I was say, okay, I, mean, was, I, I could it, justify that. I mean, there yeah. was, I mean, you know, according to folklore, there were people waiting days in line oh, yeah, for yeah, this yeah. stuff. I mean, is it... I, mean, we're gonna, I guess we're going to find out soon we'll, enough. We'll find out, yeah. Um, uh, spoiler alert, um... He, those uh, at least one of those bottles of Pliny the Younger is is here, and I'm I like at half mast right now. So <laughs> the table that holds up the microphone is like three inches taller than it normally is right now. Holla! <laughs> but but this is nice. All right, so this one so and it's not hazy. It's not which I appreciate. I mean, it's quite obviously Simcoe. The minute I put my nose in there, I'm like, yep, that's like pine trees, almost to the point. Right up to the point of being catty without yeah. being offensively so. Like, it's, it'd be like, it's one of those, like, in my mind, I'm like, like one more, like, shove over, I'd be like, oh, litter box. Nah. 
Well, my left nostril is clogged still, so I really can't smell that great. But it tastes delicious. Yeah. You should get over that cold then, you know, or whatever, or, or that fucking COVID that you got. Uh, I was fine last week when I recorded the episode, and you were the one with the plug nose, so I'm blaming you. It wasn't me. Fuck. I say the, the, there was a quarantine shield. You don't. You can't see it, but it's here. <laughs> Uh, so, what are we starting with today, Jeremy? Well, we'll go ahead and start with the, um, with the, uh, so the, uh, the Brewers Association, um, uh, sent out a, sent out a survey, um, this week, um, as of the time of reporting, this was, this came out on Brewbound on March 18th, so might as well be like 10 years ago with uh with how been... fast everything's gone right um but uh but this article came out March 18th and it's by Justin Kendall um the they received uh over 600 breweries responded to their survey um and basically asking them about the effects of the success basically asking them the effects of the COVID-19 virus uh what effects it had, if any, on their establishment. And um, big surprise, pretty much everybody said, yeah, to varying degrees, yeah, it's affecting us and not in a good way. Um, basically, um, 90, 90% of breweries said that it was uh, it impacted uh, on-site sales in a negative way. Um uh, sorry, 95 per, uh, 95% said uh, uh, it affected the sales in a bad way. 2% uh, anticipated being, like, same. And then there's, like, the 1% who's like, nope, actually, we're seeing an increase. And <laughs> Who the fuck is seeing an increase in this? And also, I want to know where the fuck the 2% people are that are like, oh, we're going to stay about the same. Well, I mean, we. I, the answer is, uh, if... Um, if our tap, I mean, we are, we are a brewery, um, albeit a very small one. We are still actually rocking a, I guess you call it a sixth barrel system, not a six barrel system, a sixth barrel system as in (laughs) five gallons. And as in we're rocking a homebrew system. Um, and we get most, and by the way, we do most of our sales on, on, uh, selling other people's beer on draft and package. Uh, but if we took this survey as a brewery. Uh, we would either, I mean, right now we would either be flat or a little bit. This last week we would have been up slightly. So Dang. Um, it'd be us and like maybe some other place in the wilds of Utah. Yeah, or I mean, I get because, I mean, since we last recorded on Sunday, Ohio and Illinois were the first to shut down their bars and restaurants and then it just domino effect. In under seven days to just craziness where like 23 states have closed bars and restaurants. Um, The city of Boise doing so this week as well. Um, And but on the flip side, you see grocery stores just putting up killer like peak summer month grocery store sales for beer. Uh, I saw a tweet from Michael Kaiser on the good beer hunting and he actually... uh, Summed this up in the best way that I can really kind of see that said small brewers are facing permanent closure at exactly the same time that national brands with strong grocery presence are ramping up to meet 4th of July level demand. Jesus. And I mean, so yeah, if they, 
were just kind of mediocre in grocery store sales, I could see. I guess I can see how they could be up. I mean, so the, for some reason, I don't know why this brewery specifically comes to mind, but it strikes me as a mediocre craft brand, Lost Coast. Okay. They're in every fucking grocery store. Um, yeah. I don't see them a lot in, like, tap rooms, but they do have a fairly solid grocery store presence. I imagine they are, like, going, yeah, things are okay now. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I could see that. Uh so, Michael, you work uh, for a grocery store. How's things been? Uh, it's basically been the 4th of July for like 10 days. Damn. It's, it's crazy. Numbers are crazy. Um, I went into last last Friday. We got hit in the morning, and like I get a delivery on Friday. And some of the stuff that filled the shelf that morning was gone by the time I got in for work. And I was like, I did not order for this. for this. It is crazy. Damn. Yeah. So I mean, well, uh, probably should clarify a couple things. You work for more specialty grocery store. Specialty, this is not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you so you tend to specialize in craft brands. Craft. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed um, a change in what people are buying, or are they are the are the are the habits still about the same, just increased? About the same, but increased. Okay. Yeah, people that would buy like one six pack are buying four. Right. And you guys don't sell like your normal domestics. Uh, some you do some, yeah, okay. A yeah, but I mean they're pretty much holding. Uh, uh, yeah, and that stuff's not not moving all that. All that. <laughs> it never does. It never does. <laughs> um, I mean the thing I wanted to really the thing I was like looking at the data. So we were talking last week. We were sort of kind of just wildly speculating based on you know a bunch of a bunch of ideas. Some numbers that were coming in. I think we could take a moment to like sort through some of the assumptions and or predictions we had uh last week that are already shot to shit because again that was like 20 years ago yeah (laughs) um the first thing i think is pretty clear that any any optimism that this shit storm might actually be a strange benefit to craft beer um is now dead yeah dead in a ditch and bleeding um i don't know i don't know i don't Tyler, I don't know how much you thought that it could end up being good for craft beer. I was, I think at the time, if I was like, what are the chances? Like, eh, 10, 20% maybe that it end, that ends up being good for craft beer. I would have said probably 5, 10%. Okay. But... You want to weigh in? Like last week, if, yeah. if I were to ask you, like, craft beer, is it going to be, good, you know, benefit from this or not? Yeah, I probably, I don't know that I would, I probably would have said no, not, maybe not have taken the hit like it. Like, like a C now, yeah. Um, but the one thing that may actually be a benefit for craft beer is, I mean, here locally, ABC stated, yeah, no, you can deliver beer, just make sure to check the IDs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and more and more states are actually going, yeah, we don't care that the law says don't do this, just do it. Like Texas, we've talked on this podcast, notoriously terrible beer laws. Go looked at their breweries and wineries and we're like, just offer it in delivery. We don't care. Try not to go bankrupt. Um, I mean, there was actually another article. Uh, there was actually another article in Brewbound. I was thinking about putting it in there, um, and then I like, oh, the, I think the numbers are more interesting. But since we're on the subject, why not get into it? Um, I mean, yeah, there's uh, a lot of states are just suddenly like loosening up their their restrictions. Um, 
basically uh, on the list, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Texas, which is famously like weirdly restrictive, Maryland, Washington, D.C., um, have all like basically just said, yeah, fuck, delivery's fine, takeout's fine, whatever you guys need to do to get through this, keep the keep the masses good and and, and drunk, and so they go get the torches and pitchforks and start asking some really uncomfortable questions about yeah. how we're running this thing. Please just keep them with in beer. That would be amazing. Yeah, please and thank you. Which the nice part is, if these politicians and lawmakers can then see, oh yeah, this is actually a real big boost to our economy. Why don't we just let make this a permanent thing? Because I know, like, I think Maryland, uh, they had their to-go limit mm-hmm. of amount of beer a brewery could produce and sell to-go. And that basically got obliterated in a couple weeks. And they were like, okay, yeah, forget the limit. Just do what you got to do. Um, they're, you know, um, the state and the states, even the states that haven't, you know, uh, uh, or are like trying to are are using uh are setting up drive-throughs and selling more like merchandise to try to keep a to try to keep afloat. But yeah, I mean, basically, most states have kind of written them a, a blank check. But um, um, the there's like we now know that basically this is going to to make a lot of people in the industry suffer, and we know the, the first big reasons is. You know what? Where a lot of breweries were able to make up for like like small dips in sales, especially in selling to other tap rooms or restaurants, or small dips in their on-premise consumption, they were usually able to, able to make up with in events. And I don't know if you know this, but there's not a lot of them right now. There's none of them right now. <laughs> so events aren't a thing that you can use to like quickly bump sales, which is kind of a problem. It turns out in this uh, in this industry. Um, and, uh, we were also kind of hypothesizing that, um, larger venues would see a harder decline while smaller brew pubs and tap rooms with limited seating and a smaller customer base might be able to hold steady, um, if not see a little uptick because people might look at them as like safer spots or like, well, they're limiting gatherings, but that's within the parameters. Um, as you mentioned earlier, that assumption went down the shitter as I think what, Two days after we recorded, or like a day after it came out, uh, Tyler, you texted me that, oh, Ohio just yeah. uh, shut down the bars. Yeah, and then Illinois was right behind it, and then followed by California, then New York, and then Washington, Oregon, and just kind of the steamroll of everything. And I, I know I stopped by a couple smaller breweries here locally before... Uh, the city said, hey, no. And they were fairly busy mm-hmm. when I poked my head in there. So I was like, okay. If the government would have said, no, not said, no, you can't be doing this, I think that assumption would have been correct. Right. No, that's fair. And, well, and by the way, leading up to, you know, this, and by the way, so here in Idaho, um, Actually, so far, I think is it just the city of Boise, or has the has any other cities jumped on board? So as of today, Meridian had a press conference, and they said we are not going to force bars and restaurants to close, but we are going to enforce social distancing practices. So tables have to be certain distances apart. Uh, <laughs> I just got a like an image of some like city hall pleb like with a tape. Excuse me, hold on. 
Hey, hey, move that, move that table, move that table. Oh, just wait. <laughs> Has to be a certain distance apart, no more than like ten in a group. Uh, if they're sitting at the bar, they have to be six feet apart from each other. Jesus Christ. And if the bar is in violation of one of these things, the establishment is fined. Jesus. So basically, the city of Meridian was coming out and going, we don't want to tell you to close because then we're liable if we have to bail you out. But we're gonna we, make it. We're gonna make it make so, it impossible to operate. Oh so you will just close, and we don't have to pay for it. You know what? I mean, so in, you know, as much as I as I don't. So basically, as of uh, in Boise, this Boise City proper, um, uh, they decided that um, that in you know uh, on premise consumption was not was they're just doing away with it. I can still 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 do growlers and cans, but otherwise any on premise is, is gone. Um, and that basically the la- that that started today. Like literally as we were recording was the first day of that. But we were but I was seeing an increase up until that to this point. Um, uh, this was the first the first day, you know, compared to last week which we were which we were down, but I mean we're selling quite a few growlers. So I mean it's not nothing, um, but yeah. Leading up to this point, we were we were killing it. Um, I'm sort of pissed at Meridian because that's just like, just tell us to fucking close. Yeah. Just just tell us to close. All or nothing. Yeah. What what is this horse shit you are doing? Uh, funny enough that you were talking about how you can still do growlers and that to go. Um, I had a local guy here who makes like pint glasses and growlers. Uh, he's doing up some pint glasses for my wedding. I stopped by to pick them up after work today. Uh, and I was talking to him, and he's like, Dude, I have just all these breweries and wineries just influxed me with a bunch of orders on growlers. Because the rule is kind of right now, Hey, yeah, we can't refill a growler that you brought to us because we don't know how sanitary it is. We don't want to get in trouble. So just, you got to buy a new growler. That's what I've seen a lot of places say. You got to buy a new growler. Uh, and we'll fill it, we'll give it to you, and you can be on your merry way. Huh. And so he's like, all of a sudden, I just got a massive order from a lot of breweries on printed growlers. He's like, which, I want them to stick around so I can continue to have the business. He's like, so I'm working all weekend trying to help them out. Right. He's huh. like, we're in this together, so. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, uh, small, uh, get these little small windows. I mean, I almost want, like... If you're listening to this and you've got, if you're in the industry and you got weird stories, send them our way. Uh, it, it's all beer at gmail.com. Because um, I, th- I think the the more interesting thing about this thing is going to be not like the national trends, but the weird little stories like this from around the country. So, yeah, if you're listening and you've got, and you know you've got weird ass stories, send them our way. <laughs> uh, another like subsection of the industry, I know. Everyone's thinking, oh, shit, what's going to happen to all the bartender servers who are basically without a job? Mm -hmm. Most of the time, live paycheck to paycheck. Uh, A little subsection I didn't even think of till basically when they announced closing bars, I saw uh, someone from the Brewers Association tweet out. He's like, I never thought I'd have to tweet this, but here's a manual on how to shut down your system. Don't just lock the door and walk out. Is the people who make their living cleaning draft lines. Mm. If this runs for any length of t- time, outside of kind of that normal two-week cleaning c- cycle, that could be a downtick in business big. I mean, 
it's yeah i mean they they literally get paid by at least here in idaho i know it's different other places but here in idaho um they they literally get paid by the by the line they clean yeah and so with all the restaurants closing yeah there's not not no lines to be cleaned except yeah. you know except for those like and well and here's the thing i've heard from a lot of people um uh, in the you know the they're doing that are doing tap rooms and um, and bars that are basically sell just like selling out draft and you know if they're and kind of waiting to see if they're like what the what these are gonna be right now if like well we'll just sell out our draft and if we want more I'm sure we can buy more if not fuck it we'll just close down and call it a day yeah so um, but um, and actually there that's well, the the, the the one thing that I, I took away from uh, well, there's two things I want two other things I want to talk about. First, the thing I found interesting was the production of beer. Um, of the 600 or so respondents, nearly a quarter have stopped production altogether. Really? Not slowed down. I mean, 60 percent have slowed down, um, and I think the rest more or less have stayed the same. And then there's that weird one percent, like, no, we're ramping up. Where do you live? <laughs> Well, it's basically us in a bunker. We serve uh, we, we, we serve these five people, but a sixth one just wandered down from the hills. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, according to this according to this survey, twenty five percent of these breweries has shut down production and are not making anything else until X, which sort of makes sense if your tap room is closed down and all your you know all your regular clientele is either not serving or they are serving a lot less. Yeah. You're about. To, I mean, the way the way beer production works is that usually at least uh, you know two weeks in advance, if not more. And so the answer is, if you see a roadblock up ahead, what you do is just shit, shit, stop, you know, shut down everything, and let's see what. Yeah, and it makes sense if those breweries don't have you know off-prem accounts where they can sell the package outside of their brewery. To go where it's not being consumed on site, right? So I mean, so you when you first think about twenty five percent, Jesus Christ, you go, oh well, actually, I mean, if you see a slowdown ahead, then you kind of stop because you're about to get like you're about to be overstocked and everything. And as it starts to move, then you go, okay, well, let's do a batch of this, let's do a batch of this, and let's you know we'll we'll sell through it. Um, and the real story here, of course, is the amount of people lay, being laid off um, on the. You know, nationwide, Steve Mnuchin came out and basically, uh, at one point in time, predicted a maybe a 20 percent unemployment rate. Um, and of course, breweries are going to be hit hard. In fact, um, the when the BA was compiling this data, they uh, asked, um, uh, they basically compiled this data so that they can go to lawmakers and tell the story of craft beer and the challenges involved, et cetera, et cetera. And so they asked um, what measures would be most helpful over the next month, and the number one response was helping uh, brewery workers that are losing their jobs. Yeah. Um, because, of course, nobody wants to lay off their, their taproom staff or, or their, uh, you know, or their uh, cellarmen or whatever you, whatever you do, but, I mean, you can't, if you're, if it's between uh, laying off your workers or not having a brewery, you unfortunately lay off the workers. And you know they would, they would. It, there's a lot of people like really, really hoping that there's a safety net for them, so that if, I mean, the thing is, is that once this passes, 
they will probably want those people back. And so... If they survive the path. <laughs> this is true. But, um, yeah, if they yeah if they make it through it. But they're they going to want those people back. So it's mostly a, a can, you know, can they continue to live and eat while we sort this shit out? So. On most likely a 30-day shutdown. Yeah, at least. I mean, yeah. right now it's kind of the, the, the idea is about a 30-day shutdown. So, um, but... Who knows? Uh, it could be going longer. Hey, our glasses are empty, and I'm suddenly depressed. Yeah. What's yeah. next? Please, God, what is next? <laughs> uh, do you have anything else you want to weigh in on this um, current story, Teeter? Well, we're. I mean, I'm trying super hard to help the like local dudes out. Like, I, my work's really cool. They're like, man, like we get it. Like, we don't want anybody to go out of business. We don't want anybody lose losing jobs. Like, put beer everywhere. So I'm like. Cool. Like, anywhere, like, oh, you're running out of chips, I'm going to put beer there. You're running out of toilet paper, I'm going to put beer there. And it's like... Your pretty... toilet paper aisle must be amazing. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Is this yeah, the beer aisle? The... <laughs> I don't care. It's just, I mean, I, I'll i take it, but I really need something to wipe my ass with. Especially after all these beer shits. <laughs> <laughs> but they're being super cool. I mean, they're like, let's put it all on sale. Let's, like, get... Get local stuff in people's carts and like that's awesome. It's cool, yeah. So. Yes, that is that that is cool. So what do we got up so next? So here we got uh, Mind Circus Hazy IPA from Russian River Brewing. Go on. Yep. We do. I do social media here as we go. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. Luckily, see, I get to be the camera guy, so I don't have to be in any of these pictures. So a lot of times it's Tyler. So he's almost the face of it's all beer. <laughs> you said I'd be the front man. <laughs> it's a great thing. See, that's why I always liked being the camera guy when I was, you know, and working in news because you know. All right, so this is a hazy. Well, I guess not. not it hazy. does have have a it's, nice it, hue to hazy it, hue, but it's not it's like not orange juice. Yeah, it's more. It's a chill haze. It's a chill haze. It's you know. Oh, that's like super grapefruity. Yeah. A little bit like almost lemon or li uh, yeah lemon rind or ooh oh that's interesting so it's got the so it's got like the mouth feel of a hazy and the tropical fruit but there's it's it weird it hits like late on the palate do you get that yeah but I think this probably like like. Best mouthfeel I've had on a hazy lately. Yeah, the mouthfeel is amazing. That's, it's weird. That's the first thing you notice about a beer. That's usually something you find you like. You like get towards the back, but it almost like starts off with that mouthfeel of like doughy wheat and and uh, a hint of tropical fruit, then ramps up to like this piney peak and then kind of drops off. Yeah, that's a mind circus is a nice uh, is a nice name for that. <laughs> it's a, that's that is strangely appropriate. Yeah. Oh, that's that's lovely. Uh, well, we ready to get back to the pressing? Fuck. Okay. Yep. So but, to but... tie into the article we just talked about, uh, I found an article on thehill.com. Uh, never thought I'd bring a political article on this fucking podcast, but um, <laughs> the beer industry right now is calling for a five billion dollars in federal assistance from the federal government. Uh, the Beer Institute and other alcohol beverage producers wrote to a congressional leadership to ask for the, a stabilization fund of $5 billion to provide cash advances to their businesses in order to sustain this 
them through the pandemic. Uh, they also asked Congress to consider expanding unemployment insurance, suspending payroll taxes, providing federal excise tax relief, and no slash low interest loan assistance, and, as well as creating the $5 billion stabilization fund. So that way they have enough receivables to keep paying their employees while they basically quarantine themselves and, or can go to a bank and borrow against that to try to get them through as well as keep making the product if they need to. So when this does blow over, they're not out of beer and go, well, it's now three weeks before we get the next batches of beer out. And now we're bankrupt. I mean, with full tanks. I mean, there that that's when and that's when shit turns apocalyptic. Is that if you know if they basically relax everything and they're like, okay, the bars can open now, and everybody kind of walks bleary eyed out of their holes, go to the bar and say, give me a beer, please. And like, yeah, we're out of beer. And toilet paper? Oh, we got all the toilet paper, but there is no beer. <laughs> and that point in time. People there run. will be bloodshed. There will be there will be blood in the streets. There, <laughs> but yeah, seeing that and I've seen a couple different things. If you follow beer Twitter basically at all, you've seen like the owner of Hen House talking about, "Hey, call your legislator. We don't need tax breaks. Tax breaks don't help us in this situation no, right tax now. Tax breaks are coming. We need cash in the company account so we can keep paying our employees and keep our employees safe." Um, one, uh, one in particular, one brewery in particular, I thought had a, a rather, um, a rather snarky, uh, uh, response to this or review of this. Uh, it's pilot brewing. I think they're out of Washington. Um, they, um, uh, on all their social media, they changed their name to pilot bank and, um, they, and they, and their base and their thing was, um, in order to uh, help to in order to help uh, uh, to uh, get the funds we need to continue or something like that but in order to get the federal government to give us the funds we need to continue uh, we are now officially a bank and so <laughs> <laughs> so well done pilot brewing well done <laughs> but I've also seen a couple things talking about how or pilot bank if, I should say. if the federal government doesn't step in and try to help with something like this, there are so many bars, restaurants, breweries, wineries uh, that have so many employees that are now going to be trying to get on unemployment, which is just going to further weigh them down and it may take them longer to get off. Where if they do this injection into the companies, they can actually sustain this and as all the health experts are saying, flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. And, and well, and by the way, I mean the 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 yeah, it's a lot of the a lot of what they're calling for is just a loan that they can then pay back, and so I mean it's almost a, a no brainer. Yeah, but we'll. I mean, we shall see. I mean, the good news, I, I you know, what I'm seeing on on you know the news is there seems to be a, a an agreement that just bailing out the major corporations. Isn't going to work this time. Isn't going to work this time. In fact, that might be the thing that brings out the torches and pitchforks. I'm sort of... This is my, might be my tinfoil hat moment. I get a few. Um, I'm sort of kind of convinced that there, the, the, any talk about giving individuals um, money, um, the only reason they're even considering that is because if they just give corporations the money, there will be torches and pitchforks. And I think if they were to go, okay, we're going to bail out like all these small independent breweries, restaurants, bars... A lot of people will be like, okay, 
I can justify that. I'd be okay with that. I mean, I, yeah. By the way, I'm you know, given the dumbass shit I've seen, like, yeah, we're giving money to a local brewery. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, keep them making beer because um, you don't want you don't want to see us sober. <laughs> Again, keep the beer flowing, and everything will be nicer. All right. <laughs> the important thing is is to you know maintain good hygiene. Um, yes, limit your limit your contact with other people and keep the beer flowing because we're you're gonna you're gonna want us mollified. I was gonna say. say if they bail out the airline industry and not the bars and restaurants. I'm going to fucking be pissed. Tyler's going to do a one-person riot. <laughs> I will piss on Brad Little's office. <laughs> the, uh, and I will be like, I know you had nothing to do with this, but I can't get to Trump. So The the views of Tyler Zimmerman are not necessarily those of It's All Beer and, and Brad Little. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was a threat, but um, you might want to mop the front of your door. <laughs> Tyler's been drinking, and I have no control of what he does after. <laughs> Tyler's got to go back home. The Secret Service is going to be waiting for him going, we, don't even, we haven't even released this yet. How do you people even fucking know? Spend <laughs> that money on bailing out the breweries, okay, instead of wiretapping me. Jeremy's a novelist. He looks up weird shit on Google all the time. We've been tapping him for a while. And I'm from North Idaho. <laughs> and Tyler's from North Idaho. <laughs> You're now on a watch list somewhere, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Welcome to the watch list. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, why not Actually, keep... Actually, we're all getting a little bit low. Do we need to get to the next beer? <clears throat> next beer. Yep, and then we'll keep this COVID train going. Um, I mean, I just, I, I feel like we should just continue just, uh, oh, oh, Blind Pig. Just figure we work our way, work our way Jesus, from... Uh, have here? Oh, I got a lot. So... All right, well, this is suddenly turning into like a two-hour-long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, while this is all getting poured up, Jeremy's taking a picture. Uh, I do want to bring up a, another tweet I had saw. Uh, so for anyone who's ever worked in a brewery, you will understand how truthful this is. Uh, every nonprofit school, someone doing a fundraiser. Always comes to breweries thinking they're made of money to give away beer because, let's be honest, everyone likes beer. So someone tweeted out, breweries should start writing back to everyone who has asked them for free beer over the years <laughs> and ask them to buy some beer now if they really want to support breweries like they claim to. So if you've ever hit up a brewery for a donation, you Best be going to that fucking brewery and buying a gift card, some merchandise, some beer to go, all of the above. Um, and um, I'm actually trying to find it but while we're while, while we're talking about. It, I mean, there so there actually is a um, is uh, they they just began a uh, a like a a fund for um, to help uh, uh, brewery employees. That have lost their jobs. Um, it is called uh, this. Uh, this one's for you, or this drinks for you, or this pints for you. I don't. Know, I'm trying to find it. I, I'm good at promotion. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, that that is out there. So again, if you if you are lucky enough to have a uh, to to have a bit of extra money, and the breweries near you are closed down, uh, go there. Maybe throw in some a, a few bucks. Uh, we'll I will find that in just a second, but uh, let's. There's also been some like bartender virtual tip jars I've seen floating around Facebook here for the Treasure Valley 
where they compiled a list of all the bartenders from around town and put their Venmo handles there. So while you're drinking at home, if you want to tip your virtual bartender, you can go find his his or her Venmo account. I like and how actually, Venmo is becoming like, I mean, I, I was vaguely aware of it a week ago, and now it's... Oh, the, Venmo's uh, always been big. You're just living under a rock, you hermit. See, again, I want to just point out that this whole social distancing thing, you all people listening are fucking amateurs, okay? <laughs> this, this, uh, your stories sound amazing to me. Like, it's been like three days, I've not talked to a single person. I, I love that. That sounds... No, I literally had a job... Where I could, I, I sometimes went uh, three or four, three days up to a week without interacting with another human being outside of like you know a rest you know a, a drive through. Um, I was I was a, a, a working in video production. I was traveling all over the country, and it was literally me in a car by myself with a shit ton of audiobooks. And yeah, the only human interaction I ever had was like maybe at a gas station or something. And it was some of the best times of my life. I don't know what your people's what your people's problem is. Nope. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. It was amazing. It was I just... tried to social distance myself for one day, like played video games, watched TV. Like five hours into this, I was like, Fuck this, I need to go somewhere where people are. <laughs> I don't know, it sounds kinda nice. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> no, you're, I, I like the social distancing. Okay, see, oh, man, yeah. I can't wait to just do nothing see, at my house. See, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a whole lot of uh, friends, and, and you know, they're posting about what they're doing, and I'm like, oh, I want to be at home just hanging out. Yeah. That sounds that sounds amazing. <laughs> somebody, somebody cough on me. Someone please <laughs> cough on me. So, <laughs> anyway, Blind Pig, a classic IPA. One of my favorite beers Russian River actually makes. I personally like this a little better than Pliny the Elder. Really? I mean, I, I, this one's always been, even from the get-go, I mean, I remember I first had it. Um, I didn't know what I was expecting. But I tried, like, really? That's it? Okay. I mean, it's a solid West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. And I think I appreciate it now that I did at the moment. I mean, it's piney. It's grapefruity. I mean, it's got that, it's got the resinous hop flavor. But it's like really well balanced. But it's to me, though, I like this better because Pliny the Elder was overhyped to me, and so I had the same reaction when I had it. I was like, "Ah, oh, really? I'd rather have Knee Deep Lupulin River." Fair to me. Pliny the Elder is the In and Out Burger of beer, <laughs> and I know I'm gonna piss off a shit ton of people that just heard that. No, all right, let's. All right, no, no, it's the official stance of it's all beer. That In and Out Burger is overrated. It's, Thank you. We'll we'll go ahead. I'll put that up on our Facebook or at some point in time. And but, Pliny the Elder is the In and Out of <laughs> okay of beer stop, because I might stop short of there, but go ahead because state, state your case. If In and Out Super Limited Markets has that nostalgia, okay. Pliny the a lot of Russian River Super Limited Markets. So you have to make the pilgrimage down there or go find it at this little dive bar. And so it builds that nostalgia up. It's the rarity factor. And so you overhype it to other people who haven't got to try it. Nice. All right. So suck on D's nuts. All right. <laughs> Your thoughts? Um, I kind of like, yeah, I think I feel the same way as tyler um i don't know holy yeah. shit i'm not used to like people agreeing with <laughs> me on my stance on in and out so 
I mean, I mean, I agree with you on the internet. I mean, so I, so I mean, Pliny the Elder. I mean, it, yeah. Great. I definitely. I, so that one, I when I first had it, I definitely saw immediately why it was the way it was. I mean, because it's Pliny. I don't. Do we have Pliny the Elder in there? We do. All right. Well, I mean. So I mean, this. I'm not taking anything away from Pliny the Elder. It is a solid, delicious beer. But to me, it's overhyped. Okay. Well, tell us about hops, and then we'll, we'll we'll get into Pliny the Elder. So, fitting that we've just been hop-hitting everything. Uh, so, Crosby Hops is deciding to help out the beer industry for those 1% of breweries that are up in production, or the 60% that are still brewing but slowing down. Uh, <laughs> So I want to make it, it's of the six hundred people who or six hundred breweries that responded. So there, there may be a bit skew, but yeah. Uh but so Crosby hops out of want to say if I remember correctly, Oregon. Uh the Willamette Valley. So out of Oregon, are launching a new program to help with this. Um. What they are doing is they're helping with financial relief options to brewers in the United States with their hops. So they are doing free standard freight on all orders, whether it's spot hop orders or contract orders, through April 30th of this year. They are also extending credit accounts with payment terms extended from net 30 to net 60, effective immediately. So, if you're not familiar with, like, what net 60 is, it's when you receive the product, you have 60 days mm-hmm. to pay for it without having to pay a penalty. Right. Uh, they are also offering one-on-one hop contract analysis and needs assessment with a Crosby hop account manager. And then a suite of support materials and links to financial resources for those in crisis. Um. With this here, they basically say they're doing all this so that we can weather the storm together. Mm -hmm. They acknowledge that the industry in whole is what makes it so special, and we've got to band together, or else the industry's not going to be the same. I mean, from a practical standpoint, obviously, I mean, you you want to... I mean, it... At, at this point in time, if a brewery goes under, then you lost a customer, which means you now now you have a problem. I mean, this is I mean from a practical standpoint, this is I mean just good business sense where you go, okay, let's just get these people through this, and then we'll and then and and everything will be better. Um, but also from a from just a more you know emotional standpoint, yay, you know this is yeah craft beer craft crap the craft beer people are the best people. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll, we, we, we will pull th- through this and we will drink all the beers. Yeah. And this helps those breweries who are slowing down production to not run out of beer when the light at the end of the tunnel finally comes through. When you, we make it through to the other side, they can have walk-in coolers full of fresh beer to appease everyone who's there. Exactly. So... All right. Okay. Well, let's settle this debate right let's, now. All right. Well, let's get into plenty of the. So yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's. Uh, we're done talking about this fucking uh, uh, fucking plague. Let's get into something really important. All right. Is plenty of the elder like the uh, uh, everything it's cracked up to be? Because you know what? 
I feel like it's it's. I'm looking forward to just I'm looking forward to getting back to caring about absolutely stupid shit again because this oh, 100%. For, for like I mean what you've now quoted an article from the Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Hell is officially frozen over. Um, uh, I, I, I invoked Steve Mnuchin. This is way too much rea- reality coming into this podcast, which is supposed to be about... We haven't even talked about the brewery Deadpool yet. <laughs> I don't think anybody's buying... See, you were like a few months away from nobody buying anybody. <laughs> if January wouldn't have happened, my nobody buying anyone would have hit like wildfire. I mean, yeah, so it's got that huge, huge piney aroma, which, I know you can't smell shit, but... Try it. But see, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of the first... Here's the thing about Pliny the Elder. I mean, now, I mean, when, at some point in time, everyone, everyone unlocked the secret of, like, these, uh, of, like, how to, like... Do a delicious double IPA. Yeah, yeah. How to? Well, and especially how to accentuate the hop flavor because I think leading up to leading up to uh, this one, it was the it was the age of when everybody was just going insane of the I insane with the IBUs. You know, they were going, yeah, we've got 80, 90, 100, 300, <laughs> 1,000 IBUs. <laughs> And you're like, that's stupid, please stop. <laughs> the dick measuring contest that IBUs were for a long time. Exactly. Now people are like, your hazy IPA above 35 IBUs? Don't want it. <laughs> I want 19 or under. I actually, so, fun fun story. Um, according to uh, my, uh, my Beersmith uh, program, um, what, uh, one hazy IPA I did actually came in at two IBUs. <laughs> Count them, both of them. I dare you. I actually went. I actually went through a bunch of other beer calculators because two IBUs sounded stupid. <laughs> so I used a, a few different calculators, and I came upon one that calculated at fifteen IBUs. I'm like, I'm gonna use that one. But somebody brought that like fifteen IBUs. I'm like, well, actually, according to this program, <laughs> it was two. So stop bitching. I guess what I'm saying is, um, if you go to a bar. And you order a beer based on IBUs. I'm gonna. I want to pecker slap you. I was gonna. I was gonna just say you. You. You are uh, working on uh, bad information. Please stop. But also, you might want to avoid a mushroom print from Tyler. <laughs> I was gonna be nice. This is a time of solidarity, Tyler. A time of unity. Yeah. So we should be disbanding IB. <laughs> IBU as a unit of measurement. It should be a perceived bitterness scale. That would be so much better. <laughs> and what would that? Well, I think we talked about this. Like, we did yeah, one yeah, time. We, we've had this whole like we we came up with this whole scale. Like a one to five or a one to ten. Like one being you just drank bitterness. Yes. In its utmost form. And then the other end of the scale, whether it be one or ten. Being there is no bitterness, it is very sweet. Um, but we've gone way off the rails. But I mean, but my original point before we got into the IBUs, I mean, my original point was, I mean, I will defend this. At, I mean, I I will defend the the hype uh, of on Plenty of the Elder because it was one of the original ones that um, that really did create that has that really bright piney citrusy hop flavor. The balance is absolutely perfect. Because I mean, it's got that really drinkable bitterness, but I mean, it's got still got enough malt backbone. Um, it's a double IPA, but it doesn't feel like it. 
Um, it, um, it, I mean, all, all around, you kind of go, yeah, this is a, this is a a a perfectly done West Coast double IPA. IPA. Yeah, and I mean, I give it. I give it props for being the OG double IPA. I'm not trying to knock it on that front. I'm just saying when everyone's like, oh, you gotta. Hi, everyone. So at this point in time, me and Tyler just get way, way, way off into the weeds about style guidelines and the history of style guidelines and what they mean, what they don't mean. And it gets into a really heated argument so much so that we fail to realize that the computer has thrown up an error message and we're not actually recording. And so I'm sorry to say that probably the best or worst content that's ever been produced on this podcast is now gone. But we're going to take you right to the point where we figure that out. Stop, hit record again, and we're going to move on with the podcast. For being the OG IPA. You got to give a prop, but when everyone's like, that's where it cuts. (laughs) (laughs) So. Minor technical problem. Um... (laughs) We just had a whole side rant that you all missed that <laughs> we're not going to relive. That is just lost to history at this point in time. I'm just, uh, software cut out, and we were we were in the middle of a whole thing. <laughs> but as I was saying, Pliny the Elder, not going to knock it, gives the OG IPA, one of the double IPA, one of the reasons you can actually like see on the label that it's OG is it's 8% on the dot. Uh, giving you guys kind of cliff notes of the shit we got into. Then we started arguing about double, triple, quad IPAs and imperial IPAs. I feel like we, I think we're like right on the verge of getting back into it again. But, <laughs> but to spare you that, to spare us, <laughs> as Michael can probably attest to, it got a little heated. Uh, Michael, why don't you actually? This is perfect, Michael. Could you please give um, the uh, the listening audience the cliff notes of what happened when uh, the audio cut out? Uh, yeah, so there was some references to Looney Tunes. Uh, there was... Uh, this is actually going to be some, better than the actual discussion. <laughs> uh, some barrels with some triple X's on it. I don't know. It was, it was, it was kind of crazy. There you have it. <laughs> and style guidelines. And Tyler started yelling, it was a whole thing. I mean, that's just how. You know what? If you had to, if you had to, like, put this podcast in one sentence, that would be it. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler yelling. <laughs> it was the whole thing. Um, all right. So actually, uh, before we get to the last story, we've got moment of truth. This is the. So this is Jeremy is fully erect right now. I'm pretty much busting through my pants right now. Um, so we are about to have plenty of the younger live. Not live. Not you know what? I want to say live. I'm just going to say live. I mean, so we're going to have plenty of the younger on uh, 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 It's All Beer. So this is like, you know, like a moment for me. And we can answer the question, would this be worth $200 on the resale market? I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I, I'm going to comfortably say no. But um, I guess... Here we are at the end of the world. What are you people drinking? <laughs> Step your game up on self-quarantine. <laughs> Again, you are amateurs. All right. Hold on. I'm going to get social media this one more time because I feel like this deserves it. So I, so the aroma is extremely floral. Very. I was not expecting that. I, I guess... made sure to clear the nostril right before this one. 
Okay, well, I wish we wouldn't have done that on the floor, but thank you. <laughs> I was not expecting... Here's the thing. I wasn't expecting floral. No, I was kind of thinking it's like, it was going to be super piney. Yeah, I mean, kind of like Lightning the Elder, but no, it's like floral. I get pine. I get like a hint of grapefruit. And I want to say just like the tiniest little bit of like pepper. I'm following with you up until the pepper. I don't know if I'm quite picking it up, but I mean, there's a there's a spicy component in, in the in the aroma, and that's just the, the where my where where I where I went. Um, I don't know, Michael. Yeah, I get a little. I get some a little orange and grapefruit peel. A little pine. Are you getting anything? I mean, so this has now Nothing. been aged like a month versus. You yeah, it. so it says what what was the bottle on date? Two five twenty. At twelve oh seven. And this is the younger's first time ever in a bottle. So suck it, we had that argument the other day. Okay, I will have to go back. I could have sworn that article was written in twenty nineteen, but alright. So we're having so we we we've got the first younger in a bottle. Nobody puts younger in a bottle. I wish they did more. <laughs> all right, well, we we are just all right. You can tell we are just gigantic nerds because this whole time we've been sitting there smelling it. Not one of us has taken a drink yet. Let's Until just now. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Cheers. So I actually strangely get like the malt first. Oh, the, you um, get a little bit of the, kind of that boozy malty sweetness. Yeah. yeah, the first thing I, I get is like a caramely, doughy uh, uh, maltiness off the top. Um, again, super floral. I was not expecting that. No, but you get that nice solid citrus coming through kind of with that malty sweetness that balances it out very nicely. Um, I mean, again, so this is not what I was expecting. It's It's very nice, but... I mean, first of all, yeah, definitely a, a an old school, um, um, you know, imperial or double or triple. Let's not get into this. <laughs> this is not the time. But I mean, the the you got a you got a nice multi backbone, um, floral, piney, grapefruit hop flavor. I mean, this to me is very similar to Heretics Fourth of Juicy, See, but. To me, it's way smoother, way more drinkable, and better put together. The Heretic Fourth of Juicy to me was delicious, but just super boozy, and I didn't want more than like six ounces. This, I'd snorkel that fucking <laughs> bottle. I mean, and I would have to like burn you at the stake for being a witch or a heretic or an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever. I mean, that means just means you'll burn faster. <laughs> Um, so there you go. Uh, if you've not had playing the younger, that's kind of. Our Would you like to weigh in what you thought of it? Yeah, super. Uh, I super smooth. Um, really tasty for what is it? Ten point two five. Ten point two five. Yeah, I could drink a few of these. Um, I mean, and, and that is the thing. I mean, it is it is like when you just like sit back and take a sip. Yeah, it's remarkably drinkable. Yeah, my my sweet spot for IPA is kind of six point five seven. That's kind of what I like, right in there. Uh, mm-hmm. But but I could drink a few of these. It, it's smooth. for me. It's drinkable enough, 
but it's still got that boozy boldness that I look for. Yeah. And it's sweet, but not overly sweet. And it, the sweetness kind of really plays with the uh, with the floral qualities in a way that I I liking more and more as I get into this. Oh, and it's super bright. Um, it's it's one of those like if I if you just pour this into a glass with absolutely no knowledge, it'd be one of those things where like the first drink I go like, God, that's really floral. And then the more I drink, I'm like, God, I'm really getting into this. Man, this is really good. What the fuck is this? Um, so I'm going to maintain not worth 200 bucks a bottle. I agree. Yeah. I'd wait two but, to three hours I in mean, line for this. I mean, unless no it, problem. Unless it came with somebody to jerk me off while I was <laughs> drinking it. Not, no beer is worth 200 bucks a bottle. If you paid 195 for it, a hobo might. So for the other yeah. five. So. I mean, yeah, but I can get that done with a with a can of paps at the gas station, you know. But for like five bucks, it gets a job done. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. All right. This what do we got next? This is our fucking lives news now. Um, so I wanted to end on a high note. Um, as we all try to cope with a reality that is devoid of regular trips to the tap room and the occasional beer festival. What can we get? What can we do to keep us from going absolutely shit throwing insane and chugging a whole vat of Corona just in the desperate hope that the media is wrong and you really do get Corona from Corona and any minute the sweet release of death will take you away from this boozeless hell in which we find ourselves? Well, uh, one thing you can do is uh, host a virtual happy hour. Um, this article comes from Kat Walensky of Vine Pair. Damn kids and their technology. <laughs> No, the Corona. Uh, <laughs> um, she uh, uh, she talked to uh, Belinda Chang, uh, who is a uh, sommelier and entrepreneur and who is doing a lot of work promoting these kind of events. And she basically went did a step-by-step uh, uh, guide to how you put together a virtual happy hour or a virtual cocktail hour or some kind of virtual booze-centric gathering. All right. Um, just relax. So I'll be over soon. We'll get to drink like we normally do. All right. Step one, pick a software. Um, she recommends Zoom, which I'm not familiar with. Although I know Zoom. It's what a lot of like businesses use for like virtual, basically like conference calls where you can see each other. And uh, Boise Beer Buddies is holding their um, uh, uh, was actually holding a virtual happy hour that I just barely missed because I was running late. Uh, also, Stacy mentioned the podcast I think fairly recently. Again, thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Stacy. Um, but so anyway, they recommend Zoom. Um, I used to use Google Hangouts back in the day, but I'm probably uh, dating myself. Google Plus Hangouts were the best because then you could also like throw the YouTube video you were watching in there. They did away with Google Plus though. Hangouts were dead. I know. I was I'm I'm still kind of sad about that. Actually, oh, I liked okay. Google Hangouts. Um, they were good, but uh, Skype is still a thing. Um, but according to the article, it received some criticism. I'm not sure what it just says. Skype has received some criticism as of late. Don't know what that means. I don't know if that means that their software is just uh, uh, out of date. If it's just not good, or if the owner has stooped a maid or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, FaceTime or other other video call conferences or other video call things work, except for they're kind of one sided. So it's it's one on one. Yeah, sit there drink with someone else. Yeah, you know, it's not so basically. Although FaceTime, you can do multiple people up to like three, I think. 
I guess what the article's saying is use Zoom or something else. Whatever you find. Uh, but basically use Zoom. All right. Step two. Pick a Zoom seat. better cut us fuck a check. <laughs> I mean, I think they own Vine, but they own Vine Pair first. But yes, Zoom, we are we, we are taking checks. Um, like five dollars. Buy us a case of beer. <laughs> Wait, a case of beer for five dollars? Yeah. <laughs> what beer are you buying, Tyler? If it's free. Step two. <laughs> no, sure. What beer are you buying for five dollars a case? <laughs> I don't know. Have you reverted all right, all the way back to oldie? No. Uh. <laughs> Never stoop that low. Okay. Uh, I'm just worried about you. These are $5 or a case. I mean, I'll if, take either. If you need like a can of craft beer, just come by. I'll give you a can. Oh, I've got plenty in my fridge. That's what I'm saying. I, I, what, where is this coming from? I'm worried about you. <laughs> I misspoke, okay, asshole? <laughs> Step two, pick a theme. Some ideas uh, they present are, of course, beer tastings. Natch. Uh, cocktail hour... Uh, dinner parties. She would talk about events where there's like a tasting menu where you basically order out uh, and have them like bring like small plates to you that you then plate yourself and then put in front of a camera. Look, that's fancy shit, Tyler. Damn! <laughs> you got a beer pairing dinner that you fuck. You got Mickey Donald's. You got some a Big Mac with your Belgian Trapel. And that's the thing. She's, she encourages, like, everybody to order the same food, but then pair it uh, in your, your own unique way. So you like, you know, everybody gets the same food and then talk about how they're, that, how the... the and then pair their beer with that. I mean, she's talking wine, but yeah, since this is a beer podcast, we're talking beer. So, yeah. Um, so that there's an idea. And also, um, you know, uh, uh, they talking about aspiring bartenders or uh, bartenders that find themselves out of work or under or underworked, um, this would be a good time to find them and have them put together like a menu that you could order out, uh, along with a beer and wine pairing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, or to, a cocktail or yeah. Um, so basically, like pick a pick an idea of what this this actually comes up, but you know, some structure um, she constantly goes back to it is a good thing, so you don't have a bunch of people calling in going. So is this what is are we just drinking beer alone together? Is this what? No, this is? that's why I have a dog, so I don't ever drink by myself. Um, step number three: treat it like a fucking party. God damn it! Also, these are not the steps in Vine Pair. I have rewritten these. <laughs> For, I was like, damn, she's getting loose in this article. <laughs> these are my words, not the the the. This, the the uh, opinions of It's All Beer are not necessarily <laughs> reflect those of Vine Pear or uh, Belinda Chang. <laughs> uh, set three, treat it like a fucking party, goddammit. Okay, at this point in time, a lot of you have been stuck at home so long that you've gone feral just a little bit. Look, let's not lie. A few people listening to my voice right now have forgotten what pants feel like. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not judging. Lucky bastard. I'm not judging. In fact, like Tyler, I am jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so, not judging, but this is not the time for your pantless antics. Remember, remember what it was like to go out in public, all right? Clean yourself, dress yourself, pull the fucking Cheetos out of your hair, and, you know, get your shit together. And clear off the empty beer cans on your coffee table. All right, now Tyler's speaking from experience. <laughs> but, you gotta uh, class this bitch up a little. No, I mean, so... No, this was in the article. I just 
went on a roll. But no, Chang actually recommends a uh, a dress code so that you kind of have you know and dress it up a little bit. Have people show up in you know collared shirt, collared shirt, tie, dresses. You know, I mean, make it make it a party, make it an event, make it something that you would go out to. I'm using air quotes, of course. But I mean, this is this is a party, so look like you haven't been spending the last week um, talking to invisible people, like we know you people have. It's okay, <laughs> rough times. Um, but you know, it sets a it sets a mood, sets an expectation, and helps the ambiance because ambiance is all we got right now. All right, step four. Someone needs to drive this thing. Um, in the digital format, it's best if only one person speaking at a time. Otherwise, it just becomes a panel discussion on Fox News, and they've done enough damage. Please, <laughs> Please and thank you. So, uh, the ideal uh, the ideal format is if you have one person, um, uh, you know, like directing it. In fact, she she uh, says there's a couple ways you can go about doing this. Either everybody can mute their microphones and have one person like speaking. And then if someone wants to talk, you know, like make some signal that you all agree upon and then, you know, like pass it off that way. Um, some software has like uh, a raise your hand feature that that'd be helpful that, you know, allows you to go, OK, and to call on so and so. But literally have a moderator or have or or have somebody in charge. Like, so know. that bartender you Venmo to put together the pairing and then you order. Have him be the moderator and the guy that'll cut your drunk asses off. Nah, and he'll feel like he's at work still. Yeah. <laughs> I don't say nah, but actually, no, you're right. He's like, I feel at home because I'm trying to I'm trying to corral a bunch of fucking drunks. And everyone just Venmo him like twenty bucks and bada and, bing, bada boom. And that and by the way, that is number five. Uh, drink for a cause. Um, there you you do have the possibility of like. Uh, handing off some work to somebody who really needs it. Um, the one thing you can do is get a hold of a local bartender, sommelier, cicerone, chef, or whatever you can find. I mean, there's a lot of people in the service industry with a lot of knowledge and talent that is being completely undervalued in today's post-apocalyptic society. Not a lot of room for a cicerone when you know you're hunting rats. Just saying. Um, hey, but that toilet wine that you made prepared <laughs> real well with a squirrel, not a rat. Um, I'd say Venmo is the thing now. You know, set them, you know, uh, link them to their Venmo account and have your guests tip them for for leading you through this little journey together. Um, and speaking of get and speaking of uh, uh, this, uh, think of your guests. Uh, number six, manage that shit. All right. Chang suggests thinking about who you're inviting and why. Um, are they your beer friends? Are they your coworkers? Your local squirrel taxidermy group? Uh, you know. The point is, is to look into your software, uh, see how much they can comfortably hold, how much people can participate, and, you know, have an idea of who you can, how many people you can have. And, and don't overdo it. And, yeah, essentially, you know, this is, this is something that could quickly get overdone. Um, and number seven, micromanage that shit. All right. So we all know the drill. We all know how to go out. Uh, you meet up with friends. You go to the bar. You order something. This is different. And a lot of people are going to be like, I don't know what to do. And this kind of goes back to the whole theme. But just, you know, but have some plan on what you're drinking. 
Um, you need an OCD asshole leading this. You really do. Um, and so helps have some guidelines. Uh, beer people, consider uh, bringing a growler from a local brewery you would normally be going to um, and then share your experience. Um, or, hey, this is a good time to clear out your beer cellar and... You know, share it with you know, share your uh, share your opinions of what you're pulling out with other people, kind of like we're doing because it's you know, Pliny the Younger is amazing, um, or you know, it's also a good time. For, you could even go like so far as to like you know, if you're into wine, hey, everybody go out and get a Spanish wine or a or a, or, a, or a Bordeaux and up to this dollar amount, I would say. Yeah. So everyone has a similar. Yeah. But, I mean, have, like, some sort of, I mean, it kind of goes back to theme, but, you know, have some sort of plan for what everybody's drinking because, you know, you're kind of on your own. Um, and so, there you go. That's, those, and that's all you, all you need to know. You can now go out and uh, have virtual drinking parties. Much like this one, which is, you know, one-sided, but you get the idea. We like it that way. <laughs> all right. Tyler, anything to add today? Uh, I just, the only thing I have left to add is get out there, support your local breweries, and you have something to add, Jeremy, on an update on the Natty Light Diploma. Oh, yeah. You pointed at me. I'm like, I'm feeling really on the spot right now, and I've had like four beers, two of them over like 7%, and I'm already feeling a little bit. How many times have I done this? Like half in the bag. Okay. So, anyway... Um, we talked a little bit ago about um, uh, Natty Light putting out a call for useless diplomas, which I am a proud owner of. Um, and basically, they're doing some kind of promotion where uh, they are using diplomas to um, for some kind of marketing some, campaign. Yeah. Well, I went and, I went and signed up, and they replied back saying, "Well, actually, we're full now, um, so we'll put you on a waiting list, and you know we'll let you know." All right, fuck. Several weeks later, they said, we're sending out the envelopes now, which I wasn't sure if that meant, okay, am I on the list or not? Never received an envelope? Don't know. Received an email last week that said, hey, you're on the waiting list. We need more diplomas. So do you want to not be on the waiting list? Do you want to send us your diploma? To which I replied, yes, please. It's right there on the wall. It's doing nothing. Besides, it used to cover a hole in my old house. Now it literally is doing nothing. It just hangs there. It just... So, um... So, uh... uh take a look for our... Uh, we have an Instagram account. Take a look there. I will document me lovingly putting my diploma into an envelope and sending it to Natty Light and receiving $100. Um... Hopefully. <laughs> and then with that, I will buy, you know, like, a ton of toilet paper and, you know... No, we're buying beer for the podcast. <laughs> So, yes, that is the update on that. Awesome. All right. Michael, anything else to add to this? Just go drink a bunch of beer. Well, thank you for being a guest on the podcast. And thank you for the delicious beers. Thank you for the amazing lineup. Um, That is, you know, I mean, look, if this is indeed the end of days and this is the last great beer, beer free for all we have, I can die now knowing I did okay. So, I had Pliny the Younger. I, that was on my bucket list, and so I can scratch one thing off of uh, off of that. So this has been It's All Beer. As always, you can get a hold of us, uh, itsallbeer at gmail.com. And again, send us your your stories. Crazy Corona stories. Yeah, I'm, I, I kind of came up with that on the on on a whim, but 
if you're listening to this and you've got a weird story to tell us, send it send it to us. I kind of want to see a, a couple of those that I can read out loud. Um, we put all our stories on Twitter, so you know we're not making this shit up. Um, there really is. This is really happening. It, I, I can prove it. Um, and then we have Instagram and Facebook. You can follow us at It's All Beer. And I think that'll be... Oh, and... I think I, I, I all but call, I stopped calling for ratings because I don't think they, they mean much anymore. But, hey, sure, why not? Leave us a rating. Um, and if you do, uh, you know, to- Tyler will chug some toilet wine or something. <laughs> milk wine. All right. There's like a whole article about milk vodka that yeah. completely left by the wayside. But that's either here nor there. Maybe someday. Next week. All right, next week. That'll be all from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'll go have a beer. Have fun.